You're listening to The Royally Made, a different kind of podcast helping you grow in power, purpose, and grace. Let's see what it really means to be a royal daughter. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, what I want to talk about is something that we all struggle with, we all go through, but I don't think it's something that we truly have the right kind of perspective on, and that is comparison, and specifically how comparison is stealing you of all of the strength that is on the inside of you. In our world today, we have immense ability to compare ourselves. I mean, it's basically at our fingertips. I pull out my phone, but I'm using it to record. So all you have to do is pull out your phone and you are instantly connected to not only everybody that you know, but everybody that you don't know. And while this has been painted as a good thing, and I guess it can be a good thing in some ways, it's also been very, very dangerous to us because comparison is not just a bad thing to do, right? Sometimes we kind of look at it, especially in the Christian world. We're like, oh yeah, I shouldn't compare. It's not the Christian-y thing to do. And yet deep down, we know we all do it. So at least I'm not a hypocrite, right? We all compare ourselves to each other. And we see it as it's just not something that we should do rather than seeing it for what it is, which is a tactic and a weapon of the enemy that is being used against you to keep you from moving forward in your story on this earth. I find it interesting that Teddy Roosevelt is the one who said, comparison is the thief of joy. And we know that quote very, very well, but have you ever really thought about it? What is a thief, right? A thief is someone who comes in to steal what you have, but the very fact that he used the word thief implies that you don't know it's happening to you until it's too late, right? If a thief is going to be a good thief. He's going to wait until you're asleep or preferably you're not at the house, you're far away, so that he can come in, take what he wants to take from you, and then be long gone by the time you realize it's missing. And at that point, it's very possible that you're never going to get that back, right? That is what a thief is supposed to do, right? That is a good thief. And so the problem is we think, oh, no, well, I don't let it steal my joy or, you know, I just get ideas from people and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with being inspired by other people. But the what he's saying is that, no, 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 comparison is the thief of joy. You don't know your joy is being stolen from you until you're already deep into comparison. And now you're depressed. Now you're overwhelmed. Now you're in anxiety, right? It's, it's, It's not something that you know is happening to you until it's already happened, it's too late, and now you are already kind of at the mercy of it being stolen from you. And then we all know the scripture in Nehemiah 8.10 that says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so I think it's easy for us to say then that if comparison is the thief of joy, and the joy of the Lord is your strength, then when you spend all your time and all your mental energy and emotional energy comparing yourself to other people, whether it's what you have, how you look, uh, your spouse, uh, your dreams, your success, whatever, you know, just an Instagram feed, whatever it is, the entire time, as much time as you're spending comparing yourself to other people, that is time that your very strength is being taken and sucked away from you. You know, I, I can't think of a movie right now, but I know a lot of movies that um, the bad guy kind of, in order to to 
kill people or to destroy them, they basically just start sucking the life, <laughs> right? They start sucking the life out of them. Like there's a couple movies that come to mind, but I'm not sure I want to say them on here. But, um, you know, you look at them and they kind of look at your face and you can see like the soul being sucked out of them. And in a very dramatic way, that's kind of like what it is when we're comparing ourselves to other people. And I use social media just as an example because it's probably the easiest way we do it. But you can do this without social media. You can do this anywhere that you have eyes, right? And so all you have to do is just start looking and you compare and then it's just like it's sucking the very life out of you. It's sucking your strength. If it's sucking your joy, it's sucking your strength away from you. And then we wonder why we feel so so drained and so empty. I know if I've spent too much time on social media looking at what other people are doing, well, how is she doing this? Well, how are they doing that? Or how does her house look? Or how did their marriage look? Oh, their marriage is perfect. That's great. The more time I spend doing that, the more physically drained I actually feel. And then I don't have the energy or the emotional or the mental strength to actually do what I'm called to do right? And this is a tactic of the enemy. The thief is trying to, what the thief is trying to do, the devil is a thief with a magnifying glass to distract you, right? It's kind of like he's saying, oh no, you're busy doing what God's called you to do. Okay, no, come over here and let me put a magnifying glass up to this person. And I want you to pay attention to what they're doing. And now all of a sudden, that's all you can see. And now, even though God is trying to show you things over here and show you the plans he has for you and show you a new trail to blaze, show you a new mountain to take, show you the next chapter of your story that he's trying to bring you into, you're too busy over here looking at someone else and what they're doing. And now you're missing what God has for you. And you're missing opportunities because we only get one life on this earth. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So God's never going to change his mind about you. He's never going to take his gifts away from you. He's never going to say, no, you know what? You took too long. So end of the story, right? He can redeem the time. He can bring you to where he wants you to be. But let's not waste the time that we have. If you're watching this, then you're aware. You are aware that you have one life to live on this earth. In comparison, it's kind of like the spinning needle of Sleeping Beauty. You prick your finger on it and it puts you in a trance to where, to where you're no longer active. You're no longer doing what you're called to do on this earth. And just like the Sleeping Princess, you become incapacitated and unconcerned with what is going on around you because you're so consumed by what someone else is doing. And this is what the enemy wants. He wants to prick you on the spindle of comparison and have you go into a deep sleep where you're just kind of there, but you're not really concerned with what God has for you because you're so overwhelmed by what someone else is doing or what someone else has. So I hope that that kind of helps shift your perspective on comparison a little bit. It's not just something we shouldn't do because we're Christians. It's an, it's a weapon of the enemy that he is using and he is using using successfully against us. And we have to start viewing it that way. When you start getting obsessed with someone else or start comparing what you have to what they have or their Instagram feed with your Instagram feed, you need to stop and go, you know what? Maybe if I like something that they do, I can start applying it. But I am not going to compare myself to them because I am not going to allow my mind to be used of the enemy to take me out. And we need to start approaching it that way. 
So before we end, I want to give you three things to remember about comparison. Because I know as soon as you're done listening to this video, you're going to have a million things that are probably going to bombard you and you're going to have a million opportunities to deal with comparison and start doing it and start letting the enemy put you back into that trance, back into that sleep. So the first thing I want you to remember is that you are comparing your messy insides with her filtered outsides. You know, going back to Instagram, it's such a good illustration of this, I think. A lot of people use Instagram filters and I I use them too. I try to use them because I'm trying to make my Instagram look a certain way. I want it to have a certain feel. When you come to my page, I want you to instantly have a certain feeling. And for me, that's kind of, you know, storybook, fantasy, that kind of feel. And so I use filters. And when you are comparing yourself to someone else, whether it's their marriage, whether it's their their career, whether it's their looks and their health, or whether it's simply just their Instagram feed, right? You need to realize that what you're looking at is what they have put out there into the world for you to look at. But what you're doing is you're comparing all of your worst moments, all of your mistakes, all of your messiness, the things that no one else sees, the fights with your husband, the mornings where you just did not feel like washing your hair, right? You see all of the 20 pictures you took that don't work as well as the one picture that did, right? You see all of your messiness. You see the addictions. You see the scars. You see the the things that, that has been left on you that you don't put out there in the world. And that's what you're comparing to her filtered outside, right? You're comparing that with what she has chosen to put out in the world. You don't see the real state of her marriage. You don't see the things that she's believing God for and hasn't seen yet. You don't see the struggles. You don't see the condition of her heart. You don't see the bitterness that maybe she's dealing with and she's harboring, right? There's a million and one things that could be going on and probably are going on just below the surface. But when we compare ourselves to other people, we don't even compare fairly. I mean, if you're going to compare, compare fairly, right? You shouldn't compare. But what I'm saying is, you know, we need to remember that, you know what? It may look like she has the perfect life. It may look like she has this area completely under control, but I don't know what's really going on. And, and I, you can pray for her, right? Praying for someone can actually cause you to soften your heart towards that person in that area. And so I just encourage you to remember that when you start comparing yourself to someone, you are not seeing the full story. You are seeing just the very filtered outside that they want you to see. And rarely is that the whole picture. The second thing I want you to remember about comparison is that you will never find what you are called to do by looking at what she is called to do. We only get one life on this earth, right? And if you want to spend it pursuing the call of God on your life, then you have to stop getting distracted by what God is calling them to do. It's okay to have friends. In fact, I encourage you to get around people who are living their calling because it's going to inspire you to live out yours. But too often we start to go, okay, I want to be a Christian blogger, a Christian podcaster. And then you start looking at everyone else who's doing that. And then if she has a course, okay, well, maybe you need to do a course. Or if she has you know, a devotional, maybe you need to do a devotional. You, you start uh, dis- making decisions and adjusting your course based on what someone else is doing. And that's strictly through comparison. And the problem with that is maybe God isn't telling you to do that. Maybe he told you to start a podcast. Maybe he didn't tell you to create an online course. 
right? And that can be applied to anything. Sometimes we go, okay, God, I got the picture. And then you start filling in all the blanks based on what you see other people are doing. The problem with that is God is not, um, he's not uh, supposed to or is required to pay for your Ishmael, right? He does not, he is not required to bless what he has not told you to do. Now you are blessed, but he also, there is a special blessing on what he has called you to do. And if you start trying to do what she's called to do and what you see them doing because you think it's cool, then you might find yourself trying to actually find a way to pay for and feed and take care of this Ishmael that you've created when doing it God's way is so much better. He will provide for the Isaac. He will provide for what he's called you to do. And that's a good way to kind of know if you are on the right track, you know? And so I just encourage you to not get so distracted. It's just like the devil with the magnifying glass, right? He wants to distract you. No, no, no. Don't look over there. Don't look over there. Look at what she's doing. Look at this. And he tries to distract you so that you remain incapacitated and unconcerned with what God is calling you to do. And then the third thing that I do want you to remember about comparison is that joy is a choice because it's already on the inside of you. I know we talked about the Teddy Roosevelt quote that comparison is the thief of joy, and it's true. It will completely steal your joy. However, it's only stealing the emotion of joy, right? That feeling of joy. But when it says the joy of the Lord is your strength, it's not only an emotion, but it's a fruit of the Spirit. And when you become born again, all of the fruit of the Spirit reside on the inside of you, right? You have love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, right? You have all of the fruit of the Spirit already on the inside of you, and that includes joy. But you may not be accessing it. You may not be living from that joy. And so even if you have allowed comparison to, quote, steal your joy, you need to remember that that's not an excuse to not live from joy. You can say, you know what, God, I've let comparison completely steal my joy. And now I feel my strength is fading. But you know what? I'm going to stir up the joy that's already on the inside of me. You can't lose if you know this. The enemy wants to wants to distract you. But as soon as you stop being distracted, there's nothing he can do to keep you from stirring up the joy that's already on the inside of you because he can never steal the fruit of the spirit. Your spirit is sealed and he can't access it. And so you have a choice. So even if you're trying to use that as an excuse of, oh, I just don't have joy because I do compare myself and it's just part of the, you know, part of my job being in social media or being in this and being in that. No, you can choose to stir up joy. And I encourage you to create a podcast. No, sorry, not a podcast, (laughs) unless you're called to it. But start a playlist um, wherever you listen to your music. Create a special playlist just to stir up joy on the inside of you. Fill it with worship music and songs that stir up the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. You know what they are, those songs that just really seem to speak to you unlike anything else. And when you start feeling your joy and your strength, especially starting to fade from you, then I really encourage you to go to that playlist and start listening to it and start stirring up the joy that is already on the inside of you. And as you do that, then you will find your strength and you will find that wellspring of strength coming up from within you. And then you will have the courage and the strength and the power to walk forward into the life that God is truly calling you to. 